Welcome to the first season of Arise Esther, a podcast for today's Esthers, women who are ready to rise up in bold, courageous faith like Esther of old. She stepped up to lead when life was tough and hope was dim, but faith was fierce. Hi, I'm Dawn Scott Damon, your podcast host. I get to talk to some of the most resilient women on the planet. They've all tackled difficult life crises head-on and triumphed. And now we're here to help you do the same. So turn it up, Esther. This is your moment. Wonderful to be with all of you again. This is Dawn Scott Damon, your host, and you are listening to Arise Esther. Today, I have a very special guest, and my guest is an award-winning author of 35, 36 books, including the best-selling When You Don't Know What to Pray, When You Need to Move a Mountain, and Empowered for Purpose. And today, we're going to talk about her latest book, Praying Through Every Emotion, Experiencing God's Peace, No Matter What. I got to ask her about that. Really? No matter what? My guest is an internationally recognized speaker. She has spoken in almost every state of the United States, and she is the president of Right to the Heart Ministries and the CEO of the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association, otherwise known as ASA which ministers to Christian women and authors and speakers. She's the publisher of Leading Hearts Magazine and Arise Daily, a daily devotional written by the members of ASA. She is also the visionary and the voice between, behind Arise Esther, which is this podcast. So would you welcome with me today my guest, Linda Evans Shepherd. Hey, Linda. Wow. <laughs> it's wonderful to be here. Thank you, Dawn. Yes. Thank you for coming on. Once again, Arise Esther, we always love having you on, but I'm especially excited today because you have a great new book. In fact, it was just shooting up the bestseller list on Amazon. Last I heard you were at number four. I don't know if you if it went all the way to one, but we know this. God is using this book to help people. And I want to talk about that today. So let's just dive right in. Tell us about this new project that's just been released. Well, it's called Praying Through Your Every Emotion. And basically what it is, is it's over 70 different prayers concerning 70 plus different emotions. And what I did, Dawn, is I did a miniature Bible study on every emotion, I was shocked to find scriptural help for everything. And the, the power that was in those scriptures was amazing. And then what I did is I took those scriptures and I, I paraphrased them into a powerful prayer that we can pray whenever we need them, because this is not a book about how not to have emotions. Okay. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Because we've got circumstances and when we get circumstances, we get emotions. And so this is a book about how to manage your emotions, no matter your circumstances. And in fact, the tagline is experiencing God's peace, no matter what. 
no matter what. And I love that title because you're right. We're going to have all kinds of emotions. I think sometimes too, emotions get a bad rap because emotions are wonderful. They're beautiful. I remember a time in my life when I was frozen, I couldn't feel anything. And, and we don't want that in our lives, but we just don't want emotions to take control of us. But emotions are a wonderful thing to have, but they do give us messages and send us signals, don't they? They do. They do. I've, I've had a gamut of emotions in the past 24 hours at the loss of my husband's birth mother. And after rescuing her from being homeless in Hawaii to reconnecting her with her family in West Texas, and then just five days later, she goes home to Jesus. And, you know, those... I can't, I can't control what happened, mm -hmm. but I can have peace and I, I can concentrate on the joy of her homecoming into the arms of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so thankful that she did at the end of her life there, get right with Jesus and met him. And so, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that she is in eternity, seeing him face to face today. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Looking at the emotions that you talk about in this book, I'm looking at the table of contents right now, and there are so many emotions here. You talk about angry, annoyed, anxious, betrayal, bitter, blessed, down it goes through the alphabet. What discouraged, disillusioned. You're saying that we can have peace no matter what in the midst of all of these emotions. Well, we absolutely can. And uh, in fact, I was talking to my friend, Anna, and she was telling me that she got the book and was reading it as a nightly devotional. And she was still in the A's when she hit the angry. And she thought, oh, I'm not angry. And then she began to read the prayer. And as she read the prayer, these grudges, it, it, here's what happens. The Holy Spirit is in the word. And so as we begin to pray it, he begins to stir our hearts and he began to stir her heart up with grudges that she had been holding that she hadn't even thought about. It was just subconscious. And as she thought about it, she realized she had to let go. And as she continued through the prayer, she gave those grudges to God and was totally set free from them. That's the power that scripture has. Anyway, yeah. I have two friends that were in big trouble. One had an eating disorder. One was depressed. And it was the power of the scripture that set them free. Not the drugs, not the counseling, the power of scripture. And so what I've done is I've, I've taken scripture that points right to where you're hurting and combining that as a prayer. So now you're praying that back to God and you're praying it in God, with God, through God. You're definitely praying in the will of God. Amen. And then the Holy Spirit comes back on you and helps you to release and let go and just rest in the peace of God. That peace is so incredible too, because you certainly know when you don't have the peace of God. I see some of the the words here of the emotion, the anxiety, I can identify and relate to anxiety. And if it wasn't for knowing that God's peace was available to me, 
um, my temperament, I would be an, an anxious sort. What kind of prayers do you pray? It, it almost feels like you're giving voice to people who don't know how to find the way to express what they're feeling. Exactly. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I know who don't pray because they don't know how. They're afraid they're going to pray the wrong thing. And so now we are taking scripture and turning that into a prayer. And as they pray that, they now have words that they couldn't find before to tell the Lord about how they're feeling. Yes. Uh, for example, if I can just read this one, you said you've come to the right place and the place of prayer that brought peace. Here's the prayer that you said, dear Lord, my emotions are twisted in so many knots that I can't even process all that's happened today. So even though this doesn't seem to be a fair exchange, I'm asking you to trade my emotional turmoil for your peace that passes understanding. Thank you, Lord. I mean, that prayer right there, that brings tears to my eyes because I feel that. You just gave me vocabulary. It's a powerful prayer and it feels like God's anointing. And if people don't know what the word anointing means, that, that his holy presence is just hovering over the, the words on the pages of this book. Now that is a prayer from the introduction, and it's a prayer that I prayed on a day where everything went wrong and everything went right all at the same time, and my emotions were pulled in 500 different directions, and that was the prayer I prayed that evening that helped set my heart and my soul at rest, and you know what, Dawn, it's a practice of yielding and trusting God, and prayer is our language that enables us to do that. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you decided to write this book, was that the beginning of it? What we just talked about in the introduction? I mean, how did you get to know prayer the way that you know it? You're known as the, the prayer lady. <laughs> well, it all happened one long ago night when my beautiful daughter was thrown into the freeway and spent a year in coma. We were told that she would never wake up, that she would be in vegetative state her whole life. And that night, the night that I was told that, I lost all hope. And boy, my heart goes out to people who are in that situation right now where they have lost hope. They can't see the future. And I have to tell you, Dawn, it was Job who saved my life that night because there I was in the hospital thinking about pulling my daughter's plug and taking a bottle of pain reliever. But it was Job's words that said, even if you slay me, yet I will trust in you. And that may have been the first time I ever took a prayer or a scripture and turned it around. And it kind of went like this for me. I said, God, I don't know what you can make out of this mess, but I choose to live because I want to see what you can do with my life. Wow. And God moved beautifully. He, he restored my daughter back to us and he, he gave her a life. She came back disabled, but so what? She was our daughter and she was 
lovable and loved her and, and was peaceful. And she taught me a lot about peace, despite all of her, her situations that she had to go through daily. She taught me peace, the peace that passes understanding. And I gradually begin to write books and, and do all the things that I do now. But I have to credit that prayer that I prayed inspired by those words of Job, because God answered that prayer and got me through all of it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's all that's necessary in prayer is just to pour out our heart to God. He hears us. It, we don't have to have the right words. We don't have to. I think God just says, bring your heart before me. Just be honest. And sometimes we don't even speak it audibly. Sometimes we journal our prayers. And in, in journaling, we find, as maybe you discovered in writing, you find another whole language or another release to discover what's really going on inside. Did you become a writer at the same time you were learning about prayer? Well, I had actually been a tech writer in the high tech world. I had planned to be a youth director and I got kicked out of seminary for marrying an engineer instead of a young pastor. Oh, wow. Right? I didn't know that, but that's another story. <laughs> that sounds like a juicy story. We got to hear that one. And well, and, and so the Lord had me go into the high tech world uh, computer science, tech writing, and I, I actually uh, worked for the government on a, on one of the fighter jet projects. <laughs> and when the Lord called me after the after my daughter was born, and I guess both of my kids were born, and called me to write, I was so surprised. I mean, here I had been writing. He pretty much forced me to be a writer, although that's not what I planned to do. And then when he called me to write for him. It was a big surprise to me, but it has been so rewarding. So I was already a writer in the world of computer science. <laughs> you know, right. I did, I wrote great things like if your computer won't turn on, try plugging it in. <laughs> <laughs> those, are those, <laughs> those are important things. Those are important. Keep that in mind, everyone. <laughs> right. Yeah, so because now you combine the power of prayer and the power of words together, this book, how is it different from other books that you've written? And can you talk about the timing of the launch? This feels like the perfect time for a book like this. Oh, I have been longing for this book to come out because as you know, when we began to write a project and I have a publisher, Baker Ravel, they've been fabulous to me. And when we came up with this idea and they approved it, that was too long years ago, long before we knew that we would be in the kind of crisis situation that we are in now. And then I turned the book in over a year ago and I had been waiting and waiting because I can see the hurt that is out there and the delusionment. And I, I, I have a prayer for that. And I so wanted to, to get this into the hands of people and how glad I am that it is finding homes and people's lives are being changed. I'm already getting reports. I got a report uh, last night. In fact, if you go to my author page, which is Linda Evans Shepherd author on Facebook, you can play some of these prayers um, in videos where I read them. And one of my friends had found the three that I had created. And she said, 
I sobbed and sobbed at the power that was in those prayers to meet me right where I was in the hurt, right where I was. And she said, I just cried and then I prayed and I yielded things to the Lord. And then I went for an hour walk around the lake and just thank the Lord for setting me free. Wow, that's power. It's not coming from me, it's coming from the word of God. Yes, it's so powerful. And I agree, the timing of this is just, you know, the Holy Spirit knew. We didn't know that we were going to be here, but he did. And I can't help but be drawn to this one. You you do a prayer on being addicted. Mm. This is a time where a lot of people are struggling with addiction, whether it's TV and Netflix or alcohol or drugs or whatever it else might be, sexual addictions, a lot of people on the internet. Let me just read this beginning of this prayer on addiction. Dear Lord, you did not create me to be a slave to addiction. So when addiction's tendencies pull me beneath the waves, give me your name as a lifeline so I can break free from my hug of war with death. Mm. That you is know what? Powerful. I, want, I want to interrupt you real quick and yes. say that go see, here's, here's a picture of the book and here's the prayer. And you've read this part of it and it goes with this scripture. And let me read the scripture because yes. that's where the power is because this, that part is based on Galatians 5, 1, which says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. So good. And, you know, I have to say, yes, it's the word of God, which is so powerful. Well, the words, Bible tells us that the word of God is alive and active. So it's going to work in people's lives. But combine that, I just have to speak about the, your gift of writing is beautiful. It's amazing. You have a way of taking those words and painting a picture, but but also pulling out the emotion that people are feeling that they may not even ex- understand what they're feeling. So God bless you in that work and in your writing. It's it's so well done. Oh, thank you. It, it was my heart. And I have to tell you, I began every writing session just begging for the power of the Holy Spirit to guide me. And to help me get these words on paper, words that would have his healing power in them. And he met me in prayer after prayer as I wrote. It was such a wonderful experience to write the book. Yes, I can imagine that. What a great journey that you had with God in writing this. And this book is not something that you just read through and put it on a shelf. This is a Right. You better keep it. You better keep it by your bedside. Keep it where you can grab it and get another copy to give to your friend who's going to want to try to take it from you anyway. <laughs> because they will. They'll want it. So what you what you do, how the book works is that any emotion that you're experiencing, you look in that table of contents. Well, you said there's over 50 different plus 70. emotions. 70. 70. 70 emotions. Yeah. And you can turn to that page with the emotion that is addressing what your heart feels. And I know for me, when I was writing uh, my last book, we put a list of emotions in there because people aren't always aware of what they are feeling. Mm-hmm. And sure, you identify the emotions for people and then provide the scripture 
and the prayer to go with it. So is that how it works? Is that how the book works? That's right. And, you know, like my friend Anna, who's reading it every night and going into these emotions with the Lord and, and the spirit of God every, every night um, and getting set free from things she didn't even know she needed to be set free from. Uh, you can read it that way. You can also uh, read it when you need it. Find the, the emotion that you feel is plaguing you in the moment and read it. And one thing that I recommend that you do is let's say that you're anxious. And can I just share the anxious prayer? I'd love to do that. Yes, I would love to hear it. Uh, let's say that I'm going to just turn to anxious. The, um, it's just right. I can spell. I can find it. <laughs> Here's annoyed. That's a really funny one. <laughs> Talks about snapping uh, like a rubber band. Okay, so anxious. Um, and let's say that you know you wanted to read this prayer and pray it. What if you have a problem with anxiety? And every day you spend some time reading the prayer, praying this prayer, and also looking at the scriptures that the prayer is from. And what if you even begin to memorize these scriptures? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine the power you would soon have over anxiety in your life? And, you know, I'm not saying throw away your pills, but I am saying you may never need to start taking them mm -hmm. if you learn how to come to the Lord and yield your anxiety to the Lord. And we're going to just read this together. Mm -hmm. And it says, dear Lord, the trouble in this world has made me anxious, but you want me to turn my anxieties over to you. You remind me not to fear or be dismayed because you are my God. You promise to strengthen and help me as you hold my hand. Okay, I'll take your anxiety challenge and give you all of my anxieties. I turn over my life, my food, my clothes, my body, my fears, and my worries to you. After all, the birds never worry or stress out about their lives, and you take wonderful care of them. I lost my place. <laughs> and you've said that I am more important to you than the birds. My anxiety has been unproductive, causing my head to spin as I search for impossible, impossible solutions instead of trusting you. But the solutions are not up to me. The solutions to my problems belong to you. You can figure everything out so much better than I can even imagine. All I have to say is thank you. I declare that you are in charge of my problems. I trust you to show me what to do in every situation as you put me on the right path. I give you my hand and take a deep breath as I realize you've got this. You've got all of it. And I will trust you every day, remembering that you are the Lord over all and especially over me. Amen. Yes. If you begin to understand these concepts and to pray the prayer, if you are struggling with anxiety and then you begin to memorize these scriptures that I have on the other side of the page that the prayer is based on, I think you could be set free from anxiety. Mm -hmm. I think you would be. And, you know, I think you would find a closer relationship with Christ mm -hmm. and you would discover, like you said, 
you, God, are so much more capable of handling and figuring out something I cannot figure out. So you can feel that your faith is bolstered, but your relationship with Christ is also strengthened and growing. What's your hope for every person who reads this book? What's your, what's your dream for this book? I actually brought this book to my dermatology office <laughs> and I handed it to, I, I brought them two copies. I brought one for my doctor and I brought one for the team and I teased them. And I said, you know, the dermatologist, you're supposed to look better, get, you know, get your face all aglow. And so um, I said to them, when I come back, I want to see every one of you glowing in peace. Mm. And they laughed, they laughed because the peace that the Lord has is so much better than any skin cream that your dermatologist might have. <laughs> Because that glow comes from the inside out. I have to tell you, I have spoken on emotions for years, for decades. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I, I begin to speak on it because I had fought so many dark emotions during my daughter's situations. Mm -hmm. And I begin to learn the power of yielding and trusting God and praying scripture. And I took it on the road and I would show up at events and I would get people to pray all my little prayers with me. And there would be a moment in every event and I would even stop everybody. And I'd say, okay, I want everyone to look around the room and just take her inventory of what people look like in the room. And they're all like, mm -hmm. they'd look at her. And so then I'd say, okay, so in a few minutes after we pray, we're gonna take inventory again. And you're gonna see everyone has had a facelift and they've lost over five pounds of worry. And they would be like, oh yeah, right. And then that moment would come. And everyone, this is, was the funnest part of my job. I would see the whole room transform with this peaceful glow. And this moment would come. And suddenly I'd have them look again and they'd be like, it was amazing mm -hmm. to see. And they could see it too. They could see it on one another. And it's true. You don't need a facelift when you got the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Right. <laughs> and it's it's instant what God can do in your life. And sometimes it takes time. And But the peace that God brings, even though the solution or the problem hasn't been solved, the peace is instant, isn't it? It is instant. It is when we realize, I mean, let's go back to anxiety. You know what anxiety is? It's just spinning. Okay, how do I fix this? How do I fix this? Okay, could I try this? No, that won't work. Okay, what if I try this? How do, that won't work. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And you begin to build and build and build and build because you can't figure it out. And then to find out you don't have to, right. you can give it to God to figure it out for you. Right. So much better. The book is called Praying Through Every Emotion, Experiencing God's Peace No Matter What author Linda Evans Shepherd, leave us with some final thoughts. I did want to ask, no matter what, really? No matter what. I just, I just came through the valley of the shadow of death. And I want to tell you there is peace in the valley of the shadow. I have driven through EF3 tornadoes on the freeway. I could tell you that there's peace in the middle of a tornado. Because I experienced it. I did experience the wind too. 
I didn't know. I didn't mean to drive into a tornado. It just popped down in front of my car. <laughs> it was a mile wide. And there was peace in that storm. And that's how God designed us. He designed us to have peace in whatever storm it is that we have to drive through in our lives. Mm -hmm. That's well said, you know, not too long ago, I was out in the ocean, actually, and I was with my husband. And he said, um, are you going to be okay? And I said, yes, I'm fine. You stay here. I'm just going to go ahead and go in. And I went in and before I knew it, I was slammed with a wave that I did not see coming. And it knocked me down. And as I tried to get up, another wave came up over me and it too knocked me back. And a third wave came before I could get up. And suddenly I began to panic. I'm thinking I'm not getting out of this ocean right now. When all of a sudden I was yanked up by this strong, massive arm and put up on my feet. And there stood my husband right next to me to rescue me. <laughs> but the thought that I had was like, that's our God amidst this waves and the ocean and the crashing and the storm and the sense of drowning and be feeling overwhelmed, God's righteous right arm picks us up and puts us on solid ground. And that's the communication that we have with God through the invitation and the beautiful opportunity of prayer. And you've put it out so wonderfully in your book. Thank you for writing. So we have an amazing opportunity coming with the Arise Esther virtual conference. That's at the end of February, February 24, 25, 26. Tell us a little bit about the conference. I'm super excited. I am so excited about it because listen, our homes are in trouble. Our families are in trouble. Our communities are in trouble. Our churches are in trouble. And I believe that God is calling up women for such a time as this, just like Esther of old. Yes. to rise up with a message to save her people. And so we're coming together. We're going to be praying together. We're going to be giving people training. We're going to start with our own hearts. We're going to talk about healing the, oh, the emotional distress of our own lives and how to turn around and help others who are in emotional stress because we all have family members there. We're going to be talking about strengthening families and, and our kids and how to share our faith. And we're going to be talking about uh, ministry, women's ministry, and, and how to reach your neighbor, uh, how to do things in your community that can help turn the light on. And girls, we need this. For all the women who are watching, we need this. We need each other. We need the, the support of one another. And so just go to AriseEstherConference.com and you can get started in knowing how to be a part of the conference. AriseEstherConference.com. They can be a part of the movement. They can sign up and register for the conference and they can find themselves in a community of like-minded women, brave-hearted women that want to go after God. And I'll tell you something, I've been a part of one of your virtual conferences before and you don't miss anything. I, I do not feel gypped out or ripped off because I'm not sitting in person. I almost forgot that we weren't in person. It's that, it's, it's that individual and personalized and the community is that rich. So I really encourage everybody to be a part of it. Yeah. And we have small groups too. So you're going to get that friendship and, and meet people and get to pray together and share your hearts together too. Yeah. 
Awesome time. Don't miss it, ladies. We want you to all be there. Well, thank you so much for being on the Arise. Esther, any parting words for us? Well, you know what, everyone? God loves you so much. As I said to my husband's birth mother before she passed, God has never stopped loving you. And even though you may be going through a hard time right now, just turn to him. Yield to him. Give all your worries and your problems to him, and you will find the peace that passes understanding. Amen. Thank you so much. And let's just pray for someone who might be listening right now. We've talked a lot about anxiety today. We've talked about those emotions. And so we just lift you up in prayer to God, all of you who are listening. Father, thank you for my brother, my sister, who is listening today and feeling that torrent of emotion God, feeling that powerful emotion and not knowing what to do with it. I thank you, Lord, that your peace and your comfort is available simply at the mention of your name, Jesus. Would you be there for them? Will you pick them up? Just like I experienced, just like Linda has experienced, you lifting us up out of the waters of life and put our feet on solid ground. Do that again, Lord. We thank you for it, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. And asking all of you who are listening, I have a question for you, especially you modern day Esters. Is this your moment to arise? I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you found value, make sure that you visit ariseester.captivate.fm. Like us, love us, and review us. And hey, want to join the movement? Visit us on thearisemovement.com to get connected. And for more information about me, your freedom coach and host, visit freedomgirlsisterhood.com. And while you're there, take the 60-Day Freedom Challenge. You'll be so glad you did. Until we meet again, keep rising. This is your moment.